You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one. In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell. Forgot to unmute the mics, Mike. (laughs) Well, Joe, I'm going to say hi to you first this time. Well, hello, Mike. And I have something for you. I'm going to cut the... What did you call me? I'm going to cut the theme music here. Oh, that's not what I wanted. Oops. (laughs) Fat fingers. I wanted this one. Introducing to you in my right-hand corner, Mike Wilson. Wow. You said you wanted that introduction. There you go. (laughs) I'm stunned. You should be. All right. Well, we have a guest with us today, Micamus. Yes. We have Robin Brucker, one of your partners in crime in the historical society (laughs) yeah you could say that yes actually i could say that uh that it is her bringing the past to life as well as many others i mean i'm gonna get i've seen no fewer than 10 here at any given time it seems like in the past couple weeks as you guys have been getting ready for stuff yes we're really excited to be opening up for the season this sunday on uh April 16th. It's going to be an exciting year. So that's just a teaser because Robin's going to share some stuff with us. But first, we need to do what we do. Well, usually first. Yeah. Yeah. Go through some uh, local events. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to start with? I do have. Let's start out with a uh, uh, Red Cross uh, Bloodmobile. It's going to be going on at the Mara County Hospital on April 12th from 1030 till 430. Please donate blood if you can. Um, I would go to the, uh, Red Cross, uh, page to find out more. I think you can, uh, schedule appointments for that as well. So again, that's April 12th from 1030 to 430 at the Morrow County Hospital. At the Morrow County Hospital. Well, Mike, it is time this Thursday at 630 PM at glue. I do this every time I try to say groovy plants ranch. I messed that name up. Groovy plants ranch. Peace sign, air plant wreath. And I'm giving the peace sign to Robin right now. And I'm giving it right back. And uh, neither one of us look like Cheech and Chong, but it's the peace sign. They also have Thrift-O-Rama coming up this Saturday at 9 a.m. Out, out at the ranch. And then, Mike, can you hear it now? Can you hear a full moon playing down at Bunker's Mill? Can you hear it? No, I can't hear well, it. You can listen Saturday night at 6 p.m. as they will be playing at Bunker's Mill. I have oh, it's no- a group? It is a group. Okay. I, I was going to say, <laughs> I've never heard the moon before. Yeah, it's not that. What is that? I see a full moon rising. What is that song? I can't remember what the name of that song is. I see. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the rest is. Um, Tuesday, the 18th of April at 6 p.m., Celebrate Public Library is hosting a 3D printing class. And that, I believe, is a continuation of the program, but it says learn how a 3D printer works and how to design a 3D object. Get a free print. Registration required through our calendar. And if you click on their link on Facebook, it is celeverlibrary.org. That's their uh, webpage. And you can find that on their Facebook page. But it says uh, you have a maximum of two students per each adult. So you do need to have an adult attending but it is based towards youth as well. And that's at 31 State Route 95 in Chesterville, right there at the light. Don't blink or you will miss it. 
We also have another succulent planter night, April the 20th at 6.30 p.m. at Groovy Plants Ranch. And then, Mike. Yes? Here's some fanfare for you. If we could paint your face, we could take you up to uh, the Bucyrus, the big city of Bucyrus, and put you under the big tent because the All-American Circus is going to be in town. (laughs) What are you saying? Well, I'm saying from one clown to another, (laughs) we could put you under the big tub. Okay. We also, that's going to be at 7 p.m. there at the Crawford County Fairgrounds in Bucyrus. Saturday, April 27th at 7 a.m. It's the fourth Saturday breakfast at the First Presbyterian Church. Uh, Same thing as last time that we mentioned, good food and... It doesn't say what they are, what the money might be going to, like last time when they went to the uh, SRO program. So, we also have spring pop up shop with local vendors at the Cardington Cafe. I'm just going to call out the fact that uh, those guys are doing a lot of stuff in there. Not, uh, it's not your typical coffee shop, or it is your typical coffee shop. I guess it's more like the Friends coffee shop. Is what we're thinking. That's kind of what they're doing. It's not, you know, you just go in, get your coffee, and leave. They're trying to, you know, get things in there for you to do and to to talk to people and, and some fun stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of uh, community involvement down there. Mm-hmm. Also, oh. oh, you have one? Go yes, for it. Yes, I do. You go. Your turn. <laughs> okay, I'll go next. Uh, and this isn't too far away, actually. April's about halfway over. Uh, April 29th from 8 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Um at the State Park, Shelter House Number 1, the Morrow County Sheriff's Department will be having a pancake breakfast. You can meet members of the Morrow County Sheriff's Office and Natural Resource Officers. Um, says we look forward to seeing you there. Again, that's hosted by the Morrow County Sheriff's Office and the Mount Gilead State Park's Natural Resource Officers, April 29th from 8 till 10.30 in the morning. Also coming up Saturday, the 22nd of April at 10 a.m. is the 9th Annual Nursing 5K over at Marion Technical College. And uh, that's that's actually a pretty good event for them. It's a fundraiser for the nursing program. And we also have on the 22nd at 1130 a.m., First Families Luncheon, my favorite Ohio Barnes at Trinity United Methodist Church, one of the best restaurants in Morrow County. Yes, that was... A joke, kind of, because it is pretty good. I'm not a ham loaf fan, but I have had the ham loaf, and it's pretty good. You, I'm looking at Robin because Robin, Robin, Robin doesn't eat ham loaf. Eat ham? Okay, you don't eat ham loaf, but you do work in the kitchen. I work in the kitchen, and oh. I do eat this ham loaf. I will take your portion if you don't eat it. I do eat this ham loaf. It is. It is. It is pretty good. I. It's like it. delicious. Um, and the, the nice thing is, is that, you know, you don't retain water for two or three weeks after you eat this ham loaf. I don't think it's not that salty. Um, so it says we will welcome our newest class of first families inductees followed by the program. My favorite Ohio Barnes by Pamela Whitley gray with the group friends of Ohio Barnes, which Mike, I think Aren't you doing something with that? Yes, on the 29th, uh, they will be in Morrow County touring some barns. And I have the uh, opportunity to share the history of Morrow County, uh, which our friend Stan Sipe put together. And 
because I'm doing that, I get to go on the tour with them. So that'll be that'll be exciting. I feel bad for them. <laughs> oh, I mean, good for you, Mike. Would you like to move right along to another event here? Well, I was just going to finish up that. Oh, uh, why don't you finish that one up first? Yeah, so my favorite, Ohio Barnes, if you want to do the First Families inductees, that meal, it is $12 for the meal, and that is going to be at the uh, Trinity United Methodist Church, Mount Gilead. It's going to be, let's see, is this page or email, Morrow County? It's mar it's Maro co dot g e n dot society at gmail dot com to make okay. a reservation. They have two different events. One will be the Thursday night, and that's a trendy, I believe. No, we're doing a Friday noon lunch. For Friday noon. It's on Friday. Participants. Okay. Then they've combined all of these into one event on yes. Saturday. Yes, because that's this Saturday. Okay, because Friday's lunch is already those reservations. Yeah. Through just that group of 120 people on the buses. Well, if you're interested, don't worry about it because it sounds like something <laughs> might be messed up. Also coming along here is, Mike, I thought you might be interested in this because I would like to go down to this sometime. The Columbus Oddities and Curiosities Expo 2023. It's two days, and it's down in Columbus. Now, usually we try to stick to local stuff, but this is – it kind of looks cool. Um they don't have much information other than they have here. It says the Oddities and Curiosities Expo showcases hand-selected vendors, dealers, artists, and small businesses with all things weird. You'll find items such as taxidermy, preserved specimens, original artwork, horror-slash-Halloween-inspired pieces, antiques, handcrafted oddities, quack medical devices, creepy clothing, Old jewelry, skulls slash bones, funeral collectibles, and much more. We truly have something weird for everyone at our shows. All you see at our shows are legal. All, all the items you see at our shows are legal to own and sustainably sourced. So I'm guessing it's not real organs or real specimens. I don't know. What anyway. was that again? That is April 22nd at noon, and it goes until Sunday the 23rd at 6 p.m., and that's going to be down at the Bricker Building at the Ohio State Fairgrounds campus. And it looks like it is $5 to get in if you re if you get your ticket ahead of time. Day of, it's $7, but you have to get the expo ticket. Children 5 and under are free. But it, They're giving away free children? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. It actually says here, so this is caution, the specimens in this year's museum may not be appropriate for younger patrons or those with weak stomachs. I find, I thought this was pretty cool. I went to Horror Hound a couple years ago um, as the Bucyrus Theater Company was doing, um, was do, or the Crawford Theater Company was doing a show down there. Um, I think, did I ever tell you that Clint Howard came in and sat down next to me? Oh, really? Yeah. Ron's brother? Ron's brother. Okay. Yeah, so I was doing lights, and we were doing Evil Dead, the musical. Um, it's with Bruce Campbell. He did Evil Dead. It was a movie. They turned it into a musical, and it's a farce on that. And, like, they get super soakers because the guy gets possessed and basically, like, kills everybody with a chainsaw. And they got super soakers full of fake blood, and they were shooting the audience. So the audience had – it was like at a Gallagher – um, show you had you know your hit my mic you have a sheet that you had to pull up over you to keep the blood off like it was 
it was a great time. I'll tell you that Herschel from the walking dead was there. Um, uh, Clint Howard was there. Tons and tons of people, uh, famous people were there. It was actually really cool. I walked around and, you know, people were dressed in like the cosplay stuff. It was really interesting, but a really good time. So Mikeamus, I think that's all that I have other than sharing that if you have someone getting married or you are getting married, the Heritage Barn is having their wedding fair on May 7th, which is a Sunday at 1 p.m. And I believe that's the, the Sunday before Mother's Day, I think. Hint, hint, wink, wink. <laughs> okay, you got anything else? I do have. Uh, this is one coming up on April 22nd from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Morrow County Fairgrounds. Uh, there's going to be a hazardous waste collection. It's $20 per car. Um, you can bring more than just a car, right? I'm sure. You must be a resident of Delaware, Knox, Marion, or Morrow County. Photo ID required, so it's residents only. Limit 10 cans of latex paint, 5-gallon containers and under, no empty uh, containers. Um, if you want to find out what is and isn't acceptable, go to What's Happening in Morrow County on Facebook, and you can find it there. I'm not going to go down through the whole list. But if you do have questions, you can also call 419-946-6400. And that will be, again, April 22nd. So if you have things you don't know what to do with, um, give them a call and see if they'll take it. All right, Mike, our first ad. It's Freedom Fest Ohio featuring Craig Morgan, Brett Michaels with Night Ranger, Justin Moore, and Chris Jansen. We the Kingdom with We Are Messengers and more. June 22nd through 25th, Morrow County Fairgrounds in Mount Gilead, Ohio. On sale now. For tickets and more info, visit FreedomFestOhio.com. And Mike, just so you hear that, like everybody else, it's really irritating me. Mount Gilead, Ohio. Years ago when the uh, Capitol Theater used to be advertised on TV, they would say, and you could see it at Mount Gilead. So, yeah, I remember those days. Yeah. They're not the first ones to pronounce it that way. And uh, right after that is the July 4th celebration. So we'll have fireworks, I believe, on the 2nd of July. And then on the 3rd is the tractor pools, where you can, on a clear, clear, breezy night, you can hear the tractor pools and the words full pull all over the county. I feel bad for Robin because she can, <laughs> she could turn the TV all the way up and she could feel the full pool in her feel living the room. Vibration, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, all right, Mike. Well, do you have anything else for this? I do not. All right. Well, let's uh, let's do this here. Let's flash back. Please put your hands and arms, legs, and other appendages inside of the vehicle until it comes to a complete stop. <laughs> The Morrow County History Center is now open for the season, Sunday afternoons, 2 to 4. New exhibits, new floor plan in the lobby for 2023. 
experience Morrow County's past at the Morrow County History Center, Sunday afternoons, 2 to 4 p.m. All right, Mike Amos. What are we going to talk about today? Well, there is a mansion near Sparta. Oh, yes. By the name of... Beverly? Beverly. Yes, I was going to ask if you've ever heard of Beverly. Ching-ching. So, uh, yeah, it's not just a uh, city in in California where the hillbillies reside. It is a uh, very nice house. (laughs) Um, I believe it's still standing down there in in the Sparta area. But I want to go back to the uh, uh, original owner of that house, uh, Plimpton B. Chase. And I'm reading from the Morrow County history that was written back in in 1911. And I'm just going to read this as they wrote it. The name of Chase is one which is held in great honor and affection in Sparta and Morrow County. The family is one of the oldest in the state, the great-grandfather of of him whose name um, inaugurates this review, having founded the family here, taking up his abode upon the fair acres which constitute the beautiful summer home of the present generation. Again, this is 1911. The Chases have ever proved useful and admirable citizens, and their true, strong manhood and womanhood has left an indelible imprint upon the history of the section. While those of the name who have wandered farther afield have taken with them the high traditions which are its characteristics. Plimpton B. Chase, son of Beverly W. and Martha Chase, now, this man's name was Beverly. Have you heard of a man by the name of Beverly before? No, but I just keep on They head to Beverly. So, Beverly and Martha <laughs> Hills, Chase that is. Were, were the parents of Plipton B. Chase. He was born April 1st of 1860 at what is now his country home, Beverly, adjoining the village of Sparta. It was originally a farm of 150 acres and owned by his grandfather, Benjamin Chase. His great-grandfather, Beverly Chase, after serving in the Revolutionary War, received his share of land for his uh, patriotic services at this place, and here maintained his homestead until, he, until his death. Beverly is rightly considered one of the most attractive country places in the central part of the state and is occupied in the summer months by Mr. Chase. No part of it is devoted to agricultural purposes, but located upon it is a splendid golf course covering 50 acres. I don't know if that golf course is still there or not. I I have no idea. Mr. Chase and his family being enthusiastic devotees of the sport. Next to golf, his favorite recreation is hunting wild turkey in Virginia, where he spends the month of November of each year. The Chase family is of distinguished English origin being descendants of Sir William Chase, high steward to the household of King Henry VIII. He had four sons, the eldest, Sir Richard, remaining in England, and the other three brothers, William, Thomas, and Aquila, coming to America. William came over in 1630 in the fleet which brought Governor Winthrop and his colony to Massachusetts. From William Plimpton B. is a direct descendant being of the ninth generation. Mr. Chase spent his early life on the paternal farm. He attended the village school until 15 years of age, and from then then to the age of 20, he was engaged in teaching school and attending Oberlin College. His first charge 
was the Bethel School about two miles north of Sparta. When he was 16 years of age, when he was 16 years of age, I'm sorry, period. In 1880, Mr. Chase commenced the study of law with uh, Colonel W.C. Cooper of Mount Vernon and was admitted to the bar on April 5th of 1881. He remained at Mount Vernon from that date until 1898 and during those years was engaged in the practice of law besides being active in commercial pursuits. His originality, uh, initiative, and fine executive capacity early became apparent, and he was identified with a number of important enterprises. He was the largest stockholder and managing director of the Mount Vernon Electric Railway and Lighting Company, constructing the Street Railroad and Lake Hiawatha Park. It was this company which furnished the city with electric lighting. He was also largely interested in the electric light companies of Bryan and Millersburg and managed the same for a period covering more than uh, 12 years. In addition, he held the office of city clerk and secretary of the waterworks at Mount Vernon. Mr. Chase's identification with Washington, D.C. dates from the year 1898, and there he has spent each ensuing year with the exception of the summer months. In the national capital, he is well known as the proprietor of Chase's Theater and as the inaugurator of Polite Vaudeville, and he has been eminently successful. It has been his earnest endeavor to provide polite and wholesome entertainment for persons of culture and refinement, and his pursuance of this policy has been fruitful of the most gratifying results. For five years, he held the position of president of the Association of Vaudeville Managers of the United States and Canada. That's pretty big coming out of Mara County. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mr. Chase's activities have not been wholly confined to professional and commercial, uh, commercial pursuits. He has also had the opportunity to engage in philanthropic work. Tropic. That's the one. Okay. And enumeration of his deeds in this field being indeed remarkable and an eloquent commentary on a particularly admirable character. He furnished one half the sum required for the erection of the Methodist Church in Sparta and gave the initial contribution which made possible the Young Men's Christian Association building in Mount Vernon. He is now at the head of a national movement to increase the salaries of all government employees and to secure for them retirement with pay. This leaves unmentioned many lesser benefits, benefactions. Mr. Chase was united in marriage in Mount Vernon, Ohio, December 22nd of 1885, excuse me, to Miss Anna Bird, the daughter of William and Marla, uh, Maria Bird. There are two children, Ethel Bird Chase and a graduate of Bryn, uh, Bryn Mawr College in 1910, and now engaged in teaching in Miss uh, Maduria's school in Washington, and Harold Beverly Chase, who was graduated from the University of Pennsylvania in 1911, and is now associated with his father in business, while at the same time being a three-year law course in Georgetown University. So there's a little bit about the person that uh, built Beverly. Um, I think we might just talk more about him next week. We'll just make this a two-parter. All right. And just wanted to share, there were some, this week in history, there were some big things that happened 
across um, the world. And I wanted to share just a few of them. Um, let's see here. There was uh, in 1945, April, let's see, what's today? The April 11th, 1945, the U.S. Army liberates Butchenwald concentration camp. Um, then there was uh, Bob Dylan playing his first major gig in New York City on this day in history in 1961. Then, then on the 12th of April, the Civil War begins as Confederate forces fire on Fort Sumter. Um, Martin Luther King is jailed and writes letter from Birmingham uh, jail. Hundreds of Union soldiers were killed in the Fort Pillow Massacre. On the 12th of April in 1864, now for something that's cool uh, and fun and upbeat, is in 1981, the Space Shuttle Columbia is launched for the first time. Then, going way back, 1945, President FDR passes away on this day in history. And then going way, way back, 1633, Galileo is accused of heresy. Galileo, Galileo. Figaro. Um, And then I wanted to share on the 13th because I saw this and I thought, wow. Um, It was was just a little uh, crazy here to think about this. On April the 13th, which is Thursday, this coming Thursday, the oxygen tank explodes in 1970 on Apollo 13 causing almost loss of, 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 the, of their lives. Um, Tiger Woods wins his first Masters tournament. And Handel's Messiah premieres in Dublin in 1742. And in, and Okay, so when I think of Handel, I think of a long, long time ago, right? And I don't think... So that was 1743, or 42. In 1743... Thomas Jefferson was born. Like I don't, I I don't know. For me, I think that the gap there is a lot. Yeah, you know, like you don't seem... think that they're only a year apart. That um, that type of thing. So gotcha. now those were just some of the fun things that I wanted to share. But we really need to go and talk to Robin Brucker. Should we go back to the future? Well, let's just. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we're talking about what's going on Put now. Put your trade table in the upright position, please. Mike, upright position. I got it, I got it. <laughs> All right, are you ready? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I, I wanted to go thud. In case you I forgot the wind missed on. out on that, Joey just hit his head on the microphone. It was interesting. Yeah. All right, Robin, so what fun things have you prepared? And I say you, I mean as a team you. As a team. What have y'all prepared downstairs? Well, we y'all have prepared a lot. Actually, we did a lot of cleaning, um, repairing of walls, things that needed some major maintenance. And we've been very blessed with a new member of our group, Lee Siegfried. He has just been a right-hand man, a left-hand man. He's given it his all in helping us get the museum ready. In fact, we probably wouldn't have been 
as far along without his help. He's just an amazing man. And you just go, gee, I think we need to hang. And next thing you know, there's a hammer and nail out. And he's right now, where did you want this? <laughs> so we, we have to kind of be careful with our wish list. We don't want to abuse him because he's been a real blessing. Sounds like he might be every lady's dream, you know, because you don't have to nag him every six months to get something done. (laughs) He has been, in fact, I just got a text from him today. It's like, now what do you need me to put up? What pictures do you need put up for tomorrow? Because he knows we're going in tomorrow to clean and and finesse everything. So yeah. It looks really different down there. It does. It does. It's, um, we got rid of things that just were in the way Mm -hmm. and we move things like the Globe Hotel safe. As soon as you walk in, you see the four chairs from Levering Hall across the street, and then you see the safe. And it's and then there's this humongously large executive desk. And we got rid of the desk, sold it to some lucky person who was making it a home, gave it a home, and we we had a closet that was being used for cleaning supplies. We also had another area that had cleaning supplies. So we cleaned out the closet and we moved the safe in there, opened up the whole lobby immensely. And uh, we now have a Globe Hotel and the Inn Restaurant featured in our hospitality room. And it's it's really fun. We've got some stories written in there and um, just a lot of entertaining things. The whole point that we try to do this year is make it that when you walk in, you don't need somebody breathing down your neck telling you every little story about every little item in the museum that you can go through, read, and learn the history of the museum. And that's what's really, really exciting. It's telling a story. Um, we've got a section that we just made that looks like you're walking down Main Street. We have the mar- the uh, the little grocery store, a little store, and next to it's the barber shop, and above it is the union store, and we've got all these remnants of these different places, and, and I won't give you details, but there's an interesting story behind the barber chair that no one knew until we started doing a little more research to tell the story. I've seen a musical about that. I think it's something about he slits their throats, and then yeah. they make them into mincemeat pies. Slide them down a slide. and make Oh, wait, no, that's the plot for Sweeney Todd. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. That's all right. That's all right. No Sweeney Todd happening at the museum. But it's just, it's been exciting. And, um, you know, we tweaked the medical room. It it was starting to look like grandma's attic. And we kind of cleaned it up and organized it a little more so that when you That's walk in. That's my favorite room. Well, when you walk in, it looks like a doctor's office on one side. And then we have homage to the hospital on the other side. And, um, yeah, it's it's exciting because we did rearrange a lot of things. Um, we have, this is, this is going to be fun. It's on the scavenger hunt for the kids. We have an actual school fire bell that was rung by hand that we have it rigged that you can grab the red handle and pull and ring the bell. And that's all part of the scavenger hunt. So we've got some activities for the kids too. So it's not like, you know, another boring afternoon on Sunday looking at stuff you don't know about. Now, I know you taught at Mount Gilead. Did you ever teach at Cherry Street? Were you ever in that building? I was I was in the building for a couple classes when they didn't have an elementary teacher. So I can remember Gene Smith pulling the the rod mm-hmm. to ring it on all three floors mm-hmm. for the fire alarm. I can yeah. remember that when yeah. we would, and I'm it blows my mind today yeah. thinking about that because that was in the 90s. That's in the 90s. Well, now you can go in 2023 and you can go ring an actual fire bell down in the schoolroom of the museum. Well, you know, they pay cool. me, well, not anymore, but they used to pay me to go in at like two o'clock in the morning and pull the fire alarm at the hospital. <laughs> 
So, you know, that was some of the cool stuff. But then I had the key and had to reset right. it, had to call everybody and say, this is just a drill. Just don't, a drill. you know, don't, yeah. yeah. Um, so if you could, if you could share one, just one, one area down there that you just, you know, this is really what Robin is, this was the coolest thing you think that is in this year's. The coolest thing? The coolest thing. What is that one area that you think is probably the coolest area? I think right now it's the lobby because we have um, four uh, temporary displays. The first one is for the 175th anniversary of Morrow County, which a lot of people don't realize. Um, And next year it's the 175th anniversary of Mount Gilead. So we'll be celebrating that as well. But um, and we have another display of photography from the the little pinhole box camera where they had to hide under a cloth to take your picture and you had to pose for ten minutes without moving, down to a cell phone and you know where we've come today and taking pictures and all the different kinds of um, photos and the types of slides and things like that. And it's really Kevin Evans. He goes, oh my goodness, I've spent three days putting this display together. And he said, welcome to our world. <laughs> you know, these things don't come together in one day or one afternoon. It's, it's a few day process to get to it. Now, the most exciting part of the exhibit is the I do exhibit. And um, we have a wedding dress and a suit from Marge and Bill Wood's wedding. Imagine, usually you just save the wedding dress. Nobody ever saves the wedding suit. And um, a little shout-out to Brad and Rita Wood. Brad wore his dad's suit at their 50th wedding anniversary, which is a really cool story. So we have wedding pictures of different people from around the community and a lot of wedding accoutrements. But the biggest thing, and this is a giant invitation to everyone, we're having an anniversary party on April 30th here at the museum from 2 to 4. We're going to have cake and mints and punch and nuts, just like a wedding reception. And we're asking everybody, come join us. It doesn't even have to be your anniversary. You don't even have to be married. We just want you to come see the museum in a more relaxed kind of an atmosphere and have a little cake on us. Hmm. Sounds cool. All right, Mike, I'm going to ask you now that we can start revealing some of the stuff You've walked through downstairs. What is the coolest thing you think is down there? I really, really, really like the uh, photography display. <clears throat> that was already mentioned. Now, what's I know another it was one? Mentioned. Yeah, I mean, that's one of my favorites right there, though. You asked. I did. I did. The feed sacks, don't you? Oh, like feed sacks. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, oh, the ones that they made dresses for you out of. Yeah. I mean, not you in particular, but... They used to decorate, they found out that people were making the feed sacks into dresses, so they started using... They started putting a fabric pattern on the feed sacks, and then they, I think they even came out with a catalog, and you could then order which feed sacks you wanted to make dresses and aprons, so Patty Patty Fusel, yes, has, has put together a display down there. Of some items that were made by, uh, out of that type of material. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a beautiful display. It's neat. And we have a special talk. She's We have three different activities, three different categories, I guess you can say, at the museum now. Exib- exhibition, exhibits, um, activities, and then we have um, history talks. And so Patty is giving a history talk on aprons and feed sacks. And that will be in... Um, May 21st, and while I'm holding a card, 
um, that you all can't see, but you can find them at the cash registers of the businesses around town. And they're a yellow trifold, and they have all of our activities for the year. We had some people really sweating trying to put this together because they're like, what? We're doing it for a whole year? Yes, we're doing it for the whole year, folks. And it has all of our activities. I can tell you one cash register that doesn't have them. It's coming to a theater near you. All right, all right. <laughs> Very clever. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but, yeah, it's it's neat. So, it, you know, look around if you can't find these um there's, um, you know, you can talk to anybody in town, but direct, come to the History Center, and we have them on disp- ready for you to pick up. And they're pocket size. You can put them in your hip pocket, in your wallet, in your purse, whatever, and carry them around. Um, so, you know, we're doing an ice cream social in June. We have um, in August, we're going to um, do some things with the – Garvick Log House down at the fairgrounds because of the activities that are going on down there. We're changing out our exhibits. Um, we're keeping the 175th anniversary. That That's going whole season. Uh, but tools and kitchen gadgets, um, you know, men, yes, they get the hammer, and the women, yes, they get the egg beaters, but it crosses over, so we've got some of those things. We're also doing a feature on musical instruments. Did you know that we have three songs that are connected to Morrow County? Yes, we talked about this, uh, one of them specifically, and it is totally... It's Tori the Tornado. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tori the... Oh, I know, you're, you're thinking about the one that was used in World War I. Uh, over there. Yes. Yes. Over there. Yep. Over there. So we're going to be featuring that, um, and then we've got some other exhibits that um, will be coming up. Um, Oh, and and Angels, that will be happening in November. We're doing an exhibit on Angels We Have Heard on High, um, and that'll be a personal collection from one of our members, Sharon Kincaid. And then that whole month of November on Sundays, you can do a Make It, Take It Angel to uh, the kids can make, and and that's a free thing. There's no charge. Um, And then there'll be an Angel Talk on Sunday, our last day that we're open. So, yeah, a lot of great things. Now, not to change the subject, but um, do you know, since COVID, if the Pines Church, because they had over 3,000 or over 2,000 for sure, um, of the nativities, the nativities. Do you know Mm -hmm. if they're doing that again? They don't do it every year. They didn't do it. I don't think they did this past year. So it should be for this year, yeah, this I think coming so. year. And it was really exciting because I had my nativity uh, display on, and then I gave a history talk on them. And I was really honored because she said there were nativities she had never seen before that I had. And I just fit, picked up a new one from Costa Rica when we were there. So that was pretty cool. So I've got another one to add to my collection. Now, one thing you haven't mentioned, I don't think, unless I missed it, was a walk. Or two. Oh, three. Look at you. Yes. Bunch of walkers. It's a bunch of walkers. You know, it was so it was so fun um, doing that. Those walks with the history members, you know, society members coming with us. And um, I felt a little like uh, Moses when I turned around the first time and and people were lined up from from Center Street all the way back to West High. And they were still coming and still coming. (laughs) So it was exciting. It was really exciting. And um, and then to see on Facebook, does anybody know what the group of people are doing out downtown? Um, and then all winter, I've been asked, when's the next walk? When's the next walk? Well, Stan, the man who is our historian, has come up with some 
new ideas. I gave him the theme, and he came up with people people that fit into our famous and infamous. So that walk starts um, May 9th, which is a Tuesday, and the 18th, which is a Thursday. So we're doing a Tuesday and a Thursday. So that way we don't, you know, mess up people's schedules. And then there'll be two in June, two in July. And that's just the famous and infamous. And you're going to be in for big surprise on a lot of them. Some you already know. Bob Hope, we're not going to give that away because it's already out there. But there are more. But we'll talk a little bit about Bob Hope. All we ask is that you ride 15 minutes early at the front door of the History Center. We are asking for a $5 donation. The donations help to go with adding more to our displays. And, and one thing I do want to point out before I move on about the walks, I've been to a lot of museums in my life. And what's exciting about ours is ours is about us in Morrow County. It's made with things from Morrow County. We were just at recently at a museum, and they went to an auction so that they could show you a little Victorian bedroom and a little classroom. Our classroom all came from Morrow County. Our hospitality room all came from Morrow County. So the rum roll room, I mean, I can go on and on and on. It all came from Morrow County. So you're not getting somebody else's history. You're getting Morrow County history. So after we do Famous and Infamous for three months, we're going to move on to architecture. That has been one that people have been asking me about. And so we're going to pick out several different styles of architecture. Um, I attended a workshop at a conference one year. And it was on architecture. And I went, oh, this is going to be great because I, I taught architecture in my classes. And I sit down, and 75% of the pictures from, were from Morrow County. Really? We have, the, we have a, such a diverse selection of architecture that people come. F- and it's in Wikipedia. It's mentioned in Wikipedia a couple times that we do have such a diverse um, amount of architecture. So I'm really excited about that. Hmm. So that'll be another walk. That I did not know. Yes. And the final walk of the season in October, two Tuesdays, two Thursdays, murder, mystery, and mayhem 2.0. Nice. So we found another murder. That was the big thing. And uh, and then we've got some other stories to share about Mount Gilead. I know people still say, I stop at that light and I keep thinking about that room. <laughs> so. Yeah, so um, Robin, it sounds like you guys have been very busy downstairs. Um, you know, you may have been closed, but you weren't just, you know, not doing some stuff. You guys were really working on getting it uh, cleaned up, and I've seen – New signage in the windows downstairs. Always, always look for those new signs in the windows. That's our best advertising and Facebook. We try to get the information out there um, as best we can. But uh, And one of the additions outside is a piece of iron uh, fencing. Yes, from the Morrow County home. Yes, and um, I actually was there and kind of helped unload the rock that uh, the, the wheelers brought and um, I thought that was pretty cool that, you know. All local. It, like you said, it is it is all local. Everything is, you know, coming together there. So, and, and while we have your attention, I would like to put a shout out to Maggie Clark and Lindy Irons for taking care of that, that whole area with the fountain and everything, getting that cleaned up. And Maggie is our extraordinaire when it comes to horticulture, and she takes care of 
Cross House, the Garvick Log House, and the corner in front of the History Center. So she does a great job. That's another one that, you know, one of those unsung heroes. And also I need to shout out to uh, Barb Brewer and Ellen McMurray. A lot of people don't understand. We get a lot of great stuff coming in. But you can't just go, oh, that's lovely, put it in a box and put it on a shelf, and then go two years later or six months down the road going, I wonder where that is. Well, these two ladies by themselves have photographed, numbered, and cataloged um, a lot of the stuff that came in, a lot of the stuff that we were moving around and rearranging and redoing, boxing it up or labeling it and bringing it back to us. And they're kind of the unsung heroes as well. That would be a big job. It's a it's a horrendous job, but they have done such a, a wonderful job. And a couple times, Patty Fustel and Kevin Evans and myself and Lee have um, on the curating committee have said, okay, we want to move into this. Well, wait a minute, we got to go and catalog it. Okay, we'll let you go catalog. You know, it's been a real good working relationship with them. And they need. They deserve to get some credit because uh, they have done a magnificent job in keeping all of it track. And we're looking for doilies right now. And Ellen goes, "Oh, just a minute, click, click, click." And there's a whole page of different sized doilies and shapes and colors that we can choose from. So wow, it's been fun. There is one thing you mentioned that uh, everything is signed very well downstairs, so you can take a self guided tour. But if you would rather have somebody go with you, we are more than glad, uh, happy to go. Um, on your tour with you and point things out, uh, we can do it either way. Well, you know, one of the things that, like going up to the um, Holocaust Museum, they, their big shtick is that it takes eight hours to read, hear, listen, see everything in their museum, and they're only open seven hours. <laughs> so we're working on that. That's my goal, is that we have eight hours worth of stuff to see, read, hear, and do, but we're only open two hours. So you're going to have to come back again and again and again. And that's one thing. You know, if you've been here in the past, come back again. I mean, it's not like, oh, I've already seen that. Why should I go back? These folks have been working very, very hard on new exhibits. We're trying to do things to um, bring the public in, to interact with the public. And um, our Mara County Historical Society volunteers are just, they can't be beat. Well, and I mean... I can tell you, having been here, I mean, I come up every week with you, Mike, and we record, and every now and then I go down and take a peek and see what's due. Uh, Now, I'm saying this to Robin now that she's in the room, but I wouldn't dare tell her before because she'd be hiding stuff on me (laughs) so that I couldn't see it, and it would be a surprise. But things have changed just from last fall. Even the vault has changed. We've made some changes in there. And we, anytime we see an empty space, we just like, how can we make that into display space? Or how can we? So, yeah. In fact, I just wrote the new scavenger hunt for the kids. And uh, it's, it'll be fun because I'll get to ring the fire bell. That's part of it. So Awesome. All right. Well, let's see here, Mr. Mike. Oh, that fire bell, by the way, came from the Fulton School. I don't know if Correct. you, know, if no, you yes. mentioned that. No, yes. I didn't mention it. Thank yes. you. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, Robin, thank you for joining us to talk about uh, the Historical Society and the great things you guys have done over the past couple months, uh, really since December. I mean, you guys were open for the Christmas parade, um, and you know, I'm sure you'll be open again for the Christmas parade this year. And it is, uh, it's just phenomenal. You guys are doing some good stuff down there, so please keep that up. 
Just a reminder, we're opening this Sunday, April 16th from 2 to 4. And come down and join us and there will be a lot to see and do. So, Miss Robin, what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> I hope the answer is coming to see the Super Mario Brothers movie I, with your kid combo, <laughs> your Pepsi, and your Kit Kat. I plan on being there to see the Mario, yes. So yes. I have to say that I did not think that this was going to be a very big movie. I didn't think it was going to be that big. It actually has turned out it may be the biggest movie of the year. From Sunday when I was helping you guys with two generations of Mario Brothers was coming into the theater. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you realize that. Mario, Mario Brothers has been around for a long time. And so it's, it's hitting the second generation now. And maybe even the third for some. I don't know. So uh, there's a comment. The um, I think Russ was telling me that a dad and son were sitting in the seat and watching um, one of the previous movies, and I had a, a trailer in there for it. And the dad leans over, or the kid leans over to dad and says, Dad, you think they're going to make a video game about this? <laughs> and the dad says, are you serious? Um, I, you know, it's just funny. And I wanted to share because, so they opened for early viewings on Wednesday. So technic, typically your movies open on, on a Thursday and then they go to the following Wednesday. Um, but they opened it up a little early. And just through today, um, or just through the, the weekend, they had grossed over $106 million. And I can tell you, and Robin can tell you, it was very busy this weekend. Busy. We had about 132, 135 for Top Gun for one showing, and that was the top that we've ever had. Um, we did have sellout seats, but we didn't have butts in seats for Jesus Revolution. But we had 140 at the two o'clock movie or at the five o'clock movie last Saturday. Um, I'm going to share now. Stop waiting until five minutes till to come in and expect to get your concessions and in before the movie starts. I added trailers to the movie. And made the trailer, it's it's a full 10 minutes worth of trailers. And we still had people back in the atrium coming in. Um, we had people out the door and down the sidewalk this weekend. Um, come in early. We're there. Uh, we will shut the doors once the movie's out and clean it because we don't want you to have to go in and step on popcorn and stuff from the previous movie. But, um, you know, just come in, enjoy. You can come in as early as you know 45 minutes 50 minutes prior to the movie start time there's nothing going on there's trivia questions there's some local ads for businesses and you get the better seats you do you get to pick your seats but don't pick your nose because you can't wipe that under the seat so i would appreciate that um the other thing is and this is a pet peeve of mine uh our movie tickets are three to four dollars Depending if it's a matinee, it's three dollars. If it's an evening show, it's four dollars. And I have to ask that um, you don't bring candy in or food and drink in from the outside, because we um, we are not currently making any money. Uh, meaning the three of us that own it, we're not taking a paycheck from the organization. What we are trying to do is keep the theater and rehab the building and keep this entertainment source in Morrow County. So we would prefer for you to buy the stuff at the concessions, the popcorn, the candies, because somebody had um, now and laters. Um, That's not what you sell. 
No, and I had to pick them all up off the floor. They also had, um, I think, a Chico stick was on the floor in there as well. Um, so and don't I'm like, leave your evidence. Yeah, just don't bring it. You know, help us out. Um, help us. You know, keep the money locally. We keep the ticket prices low because so much of it goes back to Hollywood, and the concessions is really what helps us pay the bills and to continue to add I to the the building. I don't know where you can go as a single person or on a date where you can get a movie, popcorn, candy, and a beverage, and the popcorn and the beverages can keep on coming because they're they're refills, right? On the kid combos. Yes, Mm -hmm. on the kid combos. They're free, but it's a dollar for the others. Yes, yes. $8 or $9. That's all we pay when we come. Yeah. You can't beat that for and, and to be entertained at the same time. So it's so worth to have them provide the... And they have raspberry lemonade. Pink lemonade. Pink, no, pink lemonade and raspberry tea. Yes. Ooh. I mean, you, you probably could mix those together. I don't well, know if would it would good. call... I don't think it'd be called an Arnold Palmer then. What's his wife's name? I have no <laughs> idea. Mrs. Arnold Palmer. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, come in, enjoy. Uh, this weekend, we are doing all six showings. Last week, we only did a 5 o'clock on Easter, so we can spend some time with our families. But we are doing 5 p.m. and 8 p.m., both Friday and Saturday, and then 2 p.m. and 5 p.m. on Sunday. Tickets are $3 and $4. You can also now get them online if you so wish. You can get them at capitaltheatermg.square.site. And that uh, I, those are not loaded yet. They will be loaded soon. But it allows you to make sure you've got a seat. You'll come in just like you normally would, stand in line, get up to the counter, and boom. You say your name. We check you off the list, print your ticket, and there you go. You're in. And you've already bought your ticket, so you're guaranteed your seat. Um, but if you wait, I, I don't know. I have a feeling that this weekend might, I, I think we might have another busy weekend because we didn't see a lot of our regulars last weekend. Because of the holiday. And I have a feeling that we're going to we're going to see a lot. So um, I think that is all that I have. Mike, do you have anything? Uh, no, I think it's about time we go to the our favorite Warning. part. Warning. Warning. Terrible, terrible puns ahead. Warning. Warning. <laughs> so, Robin, this is my book, Exceptionally Bad Dad Jokes. So frightfully awful, yet wonderfully spiffing. Volume 1. Angela got me this for Christmas. <laughs> so... Mike Amos. And my life's never been the same. You go first, buddy. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Well, you know, it's I before E, except after Old MacDonald had a farm. <laughs> you know, E-I. Something tells me that's not funny. <laughs> I added some new sound bites this week. All right, I'll give you that. that was there funny. we go. That's better. There we go. Um, ooh, I already read this page, I think. Uh, let's see here. What? Okay, this is good. I got to say it just right. What does an angry pepper do? I don't know. What does an angry pepper do? It gets jalapeno face. (laughs) I thought I heard crickets chirping. I'm sorry. (laughs) All right, your turn, Mike. (laughs) Still laughing. That's sorry. Um, Induction is the act of inserting ducts. Deduction is the act of removing ducts. And reduction is the act of replacing a worn-out duck with a replacement duck. 
Quack. <laughs> All right. So I don't know about you guys, but I saw Mayor Carver out in the street the other day, and she was smearing peanut butter on the road. Smearing peanut butter on the road? And I said, Donna, what are you doing? Why are you smearing peanut butter on the road? She says, to go with the traffic jam. You know that was funny. My eyes are watering. (laughs) What do prisoners use to call each other? Cell phones. That's true. (laughs) Oh. The fattest night at King Arthur's sound... King Arthur's round table was circumference. He acquired his size from eating too much pie. That was a groaner. Sorry. Well, well, did you know that I have two half-sisters? I do have two half-sisters. Well, I have two half-sisters. Okay. Not because my parents were previously married, but they were just terrible magicians. Oh. Wow. Mike, if you see a robbery at an Apple store, does it make you an eyewitness? That's if you're looking in the windows. You got to be careful. That's called voyeurism. (laughs) Wrong button. What did the baby spider say? uh, Sorry. What did the daddy spider say to the baby spider? What did the daddy spider say to the baby spider? You spend too much time on the web. I think he means like the internet. Mm -hmm. It's not funny when you have to explain it. Yeah. 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 All right. Mike? Robin, do you have one? No. No? No. I'm just overwhelmed. Here's Bert and Ernie talking. and Hey, Bert. Ernie, or Bert says, say, Ernie, would you like some ice cream? And his response was, sure, Bert. Mike went to a seafood party last week, Robin. Did he? Yeah, he pulled a muscle. Okay, folks, I think that's about all of our time we have for the jokes today. Yeah, I, I have to agree on that one. That was enough. All right, folks, um, just like normal, you never know what battle somebody's fighting. Be nice, be kind. Until next time, see ya. See ya.